Hello everybody, it's Melissa. I'm back and hey guess what you guys, I have been autistic for a year now. It's my autistic anniversary. So obviously I'm being a bit facetious when I say I've been autistic for a year because obviously I've been autistic my whole life, but I guess what I mean is I got my diagnosis a year ago, which to me is kind of the real starting point of my journey. There was about mm, 10, 9 or 10 months before I got my diagnosis when I was suspecting I was autistic and I was waiting for my evaluation and all that. And that's definitely part of my journey for sure. But um, I feel like once I got that confirmation and just really could solidly believe that I wasn't just making the whole thing up is really when um, a lot of things start to cha- started to change for me. So um, I just wanted to get on and kind of kind of chat about that. And I know um, I just want to preface this episode by saying like I know, that there are a lot of people who are self-diagnosed and who will remain self-diagnosed either by choice or just by um, an inability to either afford or obtain a diagnosis for one reason or another and that's totally valid. I've definitely discussed this on other episodes where it's like self-diagnosis is great if that's the way you're going that's fine but personally for me the day that I got my official diagnosis was a huge milestone for me. It it sort of um, just, like I said, solidified all of my suspicions and I felt like I could finally stop feeling um, uncertain and wishy-washy and wondering and... Oh, so sorry, you guys. My phone started ringing and it, and it shuts off my recording when that happens and I usually put my phone on uh, Do Not Disturb when I record and but sometimes I forget to do that and uh, so sorry about that. That was a an interruption. And now I sort of lost my train of thought, but anyway, I'm just going to keep on going and we will get through this together. (laughs) Um, it's the worst when you get interrupted, isn't it? Yes. Nobody's fault, but my own for, uh, being a forgetful person. Uh, okay. So anyway, I think I was just blathering on about how self-diagnosis is valid and, but I really see my diagnosis day as the moment everything kind of could move forward. I could just start moving forward as an autistic person officially. So what really has changed in a year? Um, you know, a, a lot of things have changed and a lot of things have stayed the same. It's, it's sort of like the changes that have happened, I feel like have been very subtle. Um, there are a lot of things I'm still working on, of course. I mean, there are, there's 40 something years of unmasking to do and trying to sort of look back and kind of figure out my life and um, look at the general trajectory and how things have gone for me and start working out like what who who I am, you know, who who is Melissa when she is not trying to fit in, trying to 
be the the person that someone wants or needs her to be the world society needs or wants her to be when I'm not being performative who is that person and it's really a weird balance because um all of us as humans even people who aren't autistic even people who are neurotypical we all mask in certain ways right we all have um these performative identities that we put on no one acts the same all the time in every situation it's just not a thing um so trying to figure out for me personally like trying to figure out what is like a normal human sort of masking or performance or whatever you want to call it and what is crossing the line into like masking my my autistic traits and my and my general self, my personality. Um, and that's been kind of a hard thing to navigate because I don't really know, um, I don't know what it's like to live in a different brain besides this one. So, so to sort of identify, um, what is masking and what isn't has been real tricky and you would think it would be easy you would think it would be like oh well this is a thing I do and I'm masking and this is a thing that I don't do and I'm not masking but it's really not that black or white to me I don't know if anyone else feels this way but it's been real confusing it's been like okay did I do that thing or say that thing in that moment because I wanted to or if, because I felt like I should and um at the beginning, when I first got my diagnosis, I was really stressed out about that whole thing. I was, I would really get, um, very hung up on the details. Imagine that me hung up on the details, an autistic person, but you know, just trying to almost like then perfect my persona as an autistic person, which then again is I think just another sort of masking it's just like again trying to fit myself into this other box that's like oh well now I'm autistic I I need to be autistic and then there's the whole like there's still the big um like imposter syndrome feelings and not necessarily because I don't believe I'm autistic but because I feel like sometimes I'm not autistic enough like it, that might sound weird to some people, but I'm sure a lot of you might understand those of you who are very good at masking and can easily fly under the radar um, and keep it together and whatever. Uh, I feel like maybe, yeah, not autistic enough. Like, can you call yourself this thing if if you're if none of the things about that thing are coming out of you or being presented by you, you know what I mean? I also had to get over that because there's no such thing as not enough autistic or too much autistic or whatever. So a lot of these things that I was kind of getting hung up on in the beginning, I just had to get over and be like, okay, nothing has, n nothing has changed except the fact that you found out that you're autistic and like you now don't need to try and fit into a different box what we need to do 
is just listen to yourself more. And I think that that is the biggest thing that has changed for me is just now I am listening to myself more. I'm trusting myself more. Um, I am allowing myself to make concessions where I wouldn't have before. I'm being more forgiving towards myself. Um, and even in the moments where I forget to do that, because sometimes you forget. You've been masking and being a certain way for so long that it's a hard habit to break. And so sometimes I'll forget. I'll forget to give myself grace or I'll forget, you know, that I need to uh, accommodate for myself in certain ways now. Um, And when that happens, I can really just like relax and not be... (laughs) And not be so hard on myself in those moments, you know, like, I'm just, I'm trying to work it all out. So I guess, I guess, yeah, the biggest thing is just now knowing what I know about who I am. I can allow myself to do certain things, be certain ways, not like certain things like certain other things. Uh, but it still is hard, you know? So like, for example, um, I've really allowed myself to dive in deeply to some of my special interests and not, um, feel guilty or selfish about that. I, in the past would feel like I was wasting time when I would get so obsessed with things that I'm obsessed with. Um, and I don't use obsessed as a bad word here. I just, I, I love the special interest obsession. I feel like obsession is a good word in this context, just because, um, being so devoted to a single, uh, thing or topic, I think is one of the positive aspects of autism. So I don't see it as a bad thing at all. Um, now, now I don't see it as a bad thing, but before I would, I would be hard on myself. I would be like, you know, you spent all this time working on this thing. That's not even going to get you anything. You're just, it's just something that you are interested in or that you like. Um, I would very often feel bad about that because it's, it wasn't, it didn't feel productive. It didn't feel like I was working towards a goal or a finish line or anything. I just, you know, would get obsessed and caught in these, um, these like, (laughs) Torn tornadoes of uh, hyper focus where you're just like on to something for a long time. Uh, so I've gotten a lot more forgiving about that and also kind of trying to allow myself to talk about my special interests more without feeling embarrassed about my excitement about certain things. Um, because, you know, like as adults, I feel like society conditions us to not really be that excited about things. As little kids, we're allowed to be excited, right? But as soon as you get to be an adult, for some reason, if you're overly excited about one certain topic or want to talk about it a lot or want to, like, uh, dump some info on somebody, you know, that's perceived as weird or rude or childish or, you know, whatever. Uh, So I'm sort of trying out just peppering that kind of stuff into my life and sharing my interests 
more often with those who um, I feel close to and feel safe doing that with. Uh, it's definitely not a thing where I just walk up to strangers and start talking to them, but you know, like the people I feel safe with in my life, um, my partner in general, Gray, or my mom, you know, or sometimes my kids, you know, I, I can, uh, throw some facts about the space race at them and be excited and be like, oh my gosh, I just learned this really cool thing about Neil Armstrong. I just went off on this topic with Gray last night about Neil Armstrong and all the cool things that I recently learned about him and how he's maybe my new favorite astronaut, even though he's a very mainstream favorite astronaut to have. Do people have favorite astronauts? Someone out there must have a favorite astronaut. If you do, let me know who your favorite astronaut is. I have a few of them, but Neil Armstrong, I think, just went to the top of the list. And see, I'm doing it right now. This is <laughs> this is a mini info dump for you guys. So there you go. But that's what I mean. Just like being more open, allowing those things to just flow out of me and not stopping it. I think not stopping behaviors is a big thing too. Um, stimming. I do a lot of finger tappy things, finger rubby. My hands are very stimmy all the time. Um, I used to really stop myself from doing that. Uh, if I noticed I was doing it, I feel like I did it a lot in the past without even noticing. Um, but when I would notice, I would stop. Now, sometimes I gotta say I still do stop myself I'm trying not, like I said, I'm trying not to be too hard on myself if I forget (laughs) that I'm not trying to mask very much anymore. Um, Sometimes I will stop myself still or I'll get self-conscious about it uh, and I'll stop. But other times I will start to stop myself and I'll be like, wait, what am I doing? I'm allowed to do this. I'm allowed to, to tap my fingers together if I'm thinking about something or if I'm stressed about something. Um you know, it's, it's a thing that I'm allowed to do. If anyone sees me and thinks it's weird, that's their problem, not mine. And it's, it's hard, you guys. It is. It's really hard. And I know some of you guys can relate to this where you're like, this is hard, but it's important. It's important. Um, but it is hard. It's hard sometimes not to feel embarrassed about being different. I'll admit that. Um, I want to be a person who's like, I don't care what anyone thinks and, but no, I, I do. I honestly, I, I feel like most of us care what other people think to some extent. I don't think you should care too much about what other people think, but you know, I do at times I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to seem strange, (laughs) you know? Uh, and there's other times when I don't mind seeming strange at all. I guess it just depends on the circumstances, but uh, yeah, so there's all of that stuff. There's, um, I've been a lot easier on myself from a, a social perspective. Uh, this past year, I've been really trying to kind of figure out who I even want to be socially. Uh, I used to really get sad about the fact that I didn't have a lot of friends or that relationships are really hard for me. Um, but that's before I knew why. And since I've, you know, gotten my autism diagnosis, I have really been on a journey that hasn't been easy either, um, to sort of, uh, peel back the layers of that situation and kind of figure out who I really am socially, what my social needs are, what my social boundaries are, what my social expectations are, 
How many friends do I really want and or need? What are the expectations of the friendships in my life? Um, that sort of stuff, which has also been hard. It's been hard to let go of certain ideas that I've had about what I should be doing or what I should have. Because uh, these things have been conditioned into me over decades, you know? Uh, so that's taken a lot of undoing and, uh, I'm still definitely not there, but I'm getting closer, you know, I'm a work in progress. Uh, I'm trying to be more accepting of the fact that my life just isn't going to look like everyone else's. It's just not, it's not going to be, um, it's not typical. Uh, and that's okay. And I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it's not typical. It's just um, getting away from the mindset of the, the shoulds of life. What we've all been conditioned to look around us and be like, what should I be doing? What should I be wearing? What should I be acting like? How many friends should I have? All of the should, 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 shoulds. And uh, just trying to, trying to see what... I need what I need to be doing what I need to be having not what I should be doing or should be having um I took my daughter <laughs> school shopping the other day and we were looking for jeans and I just I love my daughter so much she is very much um she does not care about fitting in very much if at all. Like, she's just very comfortable with who she is. Uh, I admire that so much about her because I did not have that when I was 13. I was very much aware that I didn't easily fit in and I was real concerned about that and was constantly trying, trying, trying really hard. Um, but I took my daughter, this is just an example of her and how she is and honestly how I'm aspiring to be, but she was like, uh, she was looking for pants for school and we were having a hard time finding skinny jeans because now like the style is coming back into more like a not skinny jeans situation, uh, like a flared leg or a boot cut leg or whatever. Um, which I'm happy about cause I'm a child of the nineties and boot cut is my jam. Uh, so, um, I was like, ah, you know, there's no, there's no, uh, skinny jeans here. I was like, also like, that's kind of not the fashion anymore. Like a lot of skinny jeans are kind of going out of style. I hear, you know, I'm being like, I'm trying to be like a cool mom and like, know what's in style. I don't know. Um, and my daughter, she was like, mom, I do not care about what's in style. I want to wear what I like and what I'm comfortable in. And I was like, Oh damn. Okay. I was like, I love that. Thank you. Like, thank you for saying that and for being this human because that's a lesson to me. Like, we don't need to look around and assess what everyone else is doing. At least not all the time. So lessons from my 13-year-old who I just, she's just doing her own thing. She's going into junior high. I'm a little bit worried though because junior high can break a lot of people. <laughs> junior high was the worst for me. I don't know if anyone else out there had this experience with junior high. I'm, I'm terrified for my daughter, but 
something tells me she'll be okay just because of the person that she is. Um, but I do know that a lot of bullying starts in middle school slash junior high here. So if you're not in the States, some areas in the United States call, um, call it middle school or junior high. It's really between the ages of like 12 and 14 ish. I know where I went to school in Washington, it was like grades six, seven, and eight were middle school. Here in California, grades seven and eight only are junior high. It's called junior high. So anyway, um, but yeah, I, I'm trying. It's only been a year. This is still very new. I, I spent 41 years not knowing that I was autistic and I spent the past one year knowing I was autistic. So it's like, it took a long time to get to where I was, so it's going to take a little while to... Uh, hopefully not 41 years. Hopefully it doesn't take <laughs> as long to unravel all this mess as it did to ravel it up. But um, And I say mess in a loving way because I'm really not trying to be too hard on myself. Um, I, um, I saw this thing on one of the questionnaires, one of the, the autism questionnaires that I took, like, back in the beginning when I was obsessively researching, um, and it asked a question like, do you act different when you're alone versus when you're, I don't know if it said in public or around other people or whatever, um, and I was like, well, yeah, of course, like, everyone does, no one, do people act the same all the time? Do other people act the same all the time? Of course you act different when you're by yourself rather than when you're around people or in public. But that question always sort of stuck with me because after I read it, I did start to notice how different I act when I'm by myself. And just noticing <laughs> those things about my behavior that I hide when I'm around anyone, even my partner, even my kids, like these things that I do when I'm all alone or the ways that I behave when I'm all alone, um, is very, very different. Very, very, very different from when I'm around people. Um, so that was a big eye opener and maybe it'll always be that way. I don't know, but, um, it's just, it's, it was sort of like a funny revelation to me, I guess not ha ha funny, but just like weird funny. Um, yeah. So it's been a heck of a year. It's been good. It's been mostly good. I would say, um, I can't, I can't really say that there's been anything bad or negative about me getting my diagnosis. I really, I really can't so far. It's just been nothing but positive. It hasn't always felt positive. Don't get that twisted. Like there are times when it has felt really hard, really sad, really painful, really traumatizing. Um, mostly just the looking back and realizing certain things and wondering how things could have been different and trying to figure out how I fit now in the world with this knowledge and trying to figure out who I am and all of that. It's not, it's not been easy and it's not all been sunshine and rainbows, but I feel like 
none of it has felt negative, even the hard parts. It's just things that I've had to learn and I'm kind of growing through all of it. And I do feel like I'm a much better version of myself, a more authentic version of me. I'm probably the most me now that I've ever been. And I'm still not all the way there, like I said, but uh, I'm working on it. So anyway, I feel like this episode might have been a lot of rambling. I know I say that a lot, but I, I sit in my closet and I just start talking and then I'm talking and talking and talking and talking. And then I can't even remember what I just said, really. <laughs> it's just like, it's just me going on and on. But uh, I hope some of you all uh, enjoyed hearing what I have to say and could maybe relate to some of it. And, uh, yeah, this journey, it's just beginning for me, but it feels like it's already been really profound and there have been a lot of, a lot of changes and a lot of steps in the right direction for me, finally, you know, in my forties. So it feels good. Anyway, okay. I will let you guys go. We've got to go look at a house in a little bit. We are still house hunting. That's why I haven't been able to record super often like I would like to. Um, but house hunting and trying to sell our house is like a full-time job and it's super stressful and I can't wait until it's over. <sighs> anyway, that's my life. So, um, going to look at a house soon. Hopefully this is the one, and we can get this show on the road soon, and I'll have one less thing to to worry about. Uh, okay, anyway, um, the, all of the things that I say at the end, like if you want to reach out to me, you can email me. I will put my email in the show notes. I have some emails that are backed up. <laughs> I look at my email and I'm like, I need to reply to these emails because I do want to reply to all of you guys, but I need to just like figure out a day to sit down and do it. And I will just, if I'm just saying this because if you email me and you don't get a response for a while, just know it's coming. I'm working on it. Um, same with Instagram, direct messaging. Also try and get back to those um, as quickly as I possibly can, but I always love hearing from you guys. So I'll put the Instagram handle and my email in the show notes. And also, if you want to come join our Discord community, you can do that by joining the Patreon. It's $5 a month. It helps support the podcast and it puts you in touch with other listeners and you can chat with them on Discord and I'm on there too. And it's just like we're trying to build a, a cute little community of autistic uh, neurodivergent, lovely people who are supportive of each other. And I just love that group so much. It's everybody's just supportive and nice. And we all get on there and chit chat about our little things that are going on in our lives. And, uh, it's great. I feel like I'm becoming, I'm, I'm like making friends. I'm becoming friends with some of you guys and it's great. Anyway, I'll put the Patreon link in the show notes too. And uh, thank you for listening to my rambly, rambly, rambly episode. I hope you got something out of it. If not, just come back for the next one. And uh, that one will be better, I'm sure. Or maybe it will be. I don't know. I can't promise anything. Hopefully it will be. Okay, I'm going to stop now. Awkward ending complete. <laughs> I hope you're having a good day. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.